Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Yo, what up, folks? Welcome in. Good show on tap today. It's Monday edition of The Edge, and it is a national championship day. NBA moves aside. College basketball has its night as Kansas gets to take on North Carolina, the matchup we all knew was going to happen once the season began, uh, once the tournament began as well. Well, Kansas had a pretty good path here. But how about this, Matt Eubens, after a Final Four? I don't know what adjective to use for it, but it was a Final Four. We get these two to meet up later tonight. Uh, yeah, I thought the uh, the Saturday games were actually – the first game was uh, yeah. not that great. Actually, <laughs> obviously not the script that we wanted it to follow with uh, right. Kansas coming out and hitting every shot, putting Villanova in a hole. The Wildcats didn't have a chance to dictate the pace yep. uh, like we thought they could because they fell behind uh, early. O'Shea Abaji, who has not been that good in this tournament, hits his first five three-pointers. And those are things that's uh, very just, you know, very difficult to handicap and impossible to handicap. But Kansas comes out on fire. And uh, the thing I could, I guess after that 81 to 65 win as a uh, four point favorite, total of 133, it flies over. And the pace, JVT, was actually pretty slow. It the was. possessions, the number of possessions in the game was low 58. Yeah, but the shot making was <laughs> off the charts, especially yep. for Kansas. And that's what pushed that game over the total. But, um, the thing that concerns me a little bit about Kansas going into tonight is the Jayhawks just played their A game, and they just shot the lights out. And typically, you're going to see some regression. That doesn't happen in back-to-back games. But I do think this is going to be a fast-paced game tonight yep. where both teams want to get out and uh, run, and they got the guards and wings to do it. Uh, so I lean Kansas and over the total, but 
you and I are in a similar position here in terms of how you're going to handle this game tonight. Did you? Uh, you have a Kansas, Kansas futures fourteen to one. Yeah. So <laughs> I got futures on Kansas at eighteen to one and twenty to one, and the eighteen to one's a bigger bet, but they both uh, the payoff is significant. Uh, Duke payoff would have been more, by the way. Uh, but I've got to cover futures losses for a few other teams tonight. Uh, I put a small bet on Carolina plus 175, but just a, a small bet because really what I wanted to, wanted to do here from the beginning was give myself a chance to win both bets. Yep. I don't like to just give something up or give something back. And with uh, Kansas at 18 and 20 to 1, uh, you could take Carolina on the money line and guarantee yourself something. Or what I did here, for the most part, was played Carolina plus four and a half to give myself a middle shot. That's exactly what I did, too. So get a little greedy. And uh, we do have betters, of course, getting into action here. We saw this earlier today. Uh, again, to note, Jimmy Vaccaro did not make this bet. Uh, but <laughs> Kansas, uh, somebody no, came in. Uh, this is pretty early. Uh, once the title game was set, laid uh, $55,000 on minus 180 to win $30,555.55. So, I hope he wins that bet. Uh, so do I. I mean, I hope they win, but they don't cover. It would be a very good night in the Von Tobel household. Fives uh, are wild in that bet, Pays off $85,555.55. Hopefully they leave uh, a little bit of a tip, too, if it happens. Uh, you want to be a kind person. But also, because I think I wanted to focus on something you mentioned, which is like the come down for Kansas, right, uh -huh. from a just statistical standpoint. Second highest individual offensive rating of the year uh, for Kansas. Of course, the game that I bet under. Uh, they put up an offensive rating of 139.8. Their highest this year was 141.4 in a win over Missouri at the beginning of the season. Um, but on the flip side of this, Look, I'm not big on emotional stuff, mm -hmm. but at the same time, is it possible to have a letdown in a national title game given what North Carolina just had to do against their conference rival Duke when everything is just uh, Blue Bloods, Tar Heels, Duke, final game of Coach K, all this kind of ridiculous, <laughs> like, right? The buildup to that, you win that game, and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, now you play for a title in a day. Right. We'll talk about Coach K a little bit more on tomorrow's show. we got more important things to deal with today. Yes. Uh, teams are still alive in the tournament. But um, from North Carolina's standpoint. I don't think from Carolina's standpoint there's going to be a letdown. And I, I, I saw on Twitter that that was better than winning a national title. I don't think the Tar Heels are going to be flat. They've won two national titles this year already. Yeah, they beat Duke in the <laughs> Coach K's home finale and beat Duke in the Final Four. And supposedly those are better than national titles. That's not the case. It's great because it gives Carolina bragging rights over Duke for the next X amount of years, almost forever. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, how can Duke ever get back at Carolina, get the upper hand in this rivalry when you knock Coach K out that way in the Final Four in the first ever meeting in the NCAA tournament? But uh, that aside, if you look back at history, and, um, you know, history can teach you something about the uh, future. The USA hockey team in 1980 knocked off the Russians. That was a semifinal game. A lot of people think that was a gold medal game. It wasn't. No. That was the semis. Came back a couple days later, win the gold medal. 1991, Duke beat UNLV in the Final Four. That was a Rebels team. Had just crushed the Blue Devils by 30 in the title game the previous year. Rolled in on a 45-game win streak. That was probably the most hyped semifinal of uh, my lifetime in the Final Four that I can yeah. recall was that Duke-UNLV game in 1991 until maybe Carolina-Duke this past weekend. But, hey, Duke won that game, went down to the wire, 79-77. Blue Devils came back a couple days later and beat Kansas. Mm -hmm. You would think, well, maybe it'll be flat after beating UNLV. Not the case. I, I just don't think teams, players, uh, could ever really show up flat for a title game. And I had a bunch of people um, – 
texted me about this angle the past couple of days. Well, maybe Carolina's going to be flat. I said you can't, you can't I would assume it's not. The you case. can't handicap the game thinking that way because I think it's a remote possibility. How do you show up flat for a title game? I don't think you do. I, I would think that is not the case. Um, so yeah, we're in agreement on that. So and I would agree. And on the flip the side, yeah. sorry, on the flip no. side, what I said also holds true for Kansas. Jayhawks just played their A game and shot the lights out. So you got to keep that. In. Yep. Keep that in mind as well. Yep. Um, also, too, I mean, the other thing that's hanging over this, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, an issue, but it is worth noting that, uh, that Armando Baycott is dealing with that injury that he suffered. Sounds like he's going to play. Um, even the uh, clip during the game over the weekend where he said F it when he's talking about playing with the injury. He's going to be okay. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Now, I will say, I was amazed – like how effective he has been on the offensive glass. You know, he's grabbed eight offensive rebounds in three consecutive games. And that's what I, when we're talking about the actual matchup and what North Carolina can do today, I've been so impressed with, and you go into this tournament and we talked about it, right? Going into this tournament, knowing how much of a strength their rebounding was, yeah. but how really good they have been on this run in terms of what they've done on the glass. It's been incredible. Pounded Duke on the boards. Yep. And they could do it again here today against Kansas. I think possibly David McCormick's going to have to step up and he's yep. going to need some help. Uh, from, from some guys in the rebounding department because that's where if Carolina wins this game, it's going to be because uh, they dominate on the boards uh, the way the Tar Heels did against Duke. That was a 50 to fifty to 41 rebound advantage that Carolina had in that game, but it was really – it seemed like a lot more than that because it was 17 offensive rebounds. And actually, it's not like Duke got crushed on the boards, but I feel like they got beat up enough on the boards that that made the difference in the game. That and the, the Carolina guards – especially in the second half, Caleb Love. Yep. Uh, that was the difference in the game. The Carolina guards outplayed the Duke guards, and Duke got beat up a little bit on the boards. And that same thing's going to happen tonight if uh, Carolina's going to pull off the upset. Obviously, Abazi's got to shoot lights out for Kansas again. Um, Remy Martin, who wasn't much of a, a factor in the previous game, is going to uh, show up tonight. But Remy Martin... Uh, really didn't kind of fit the style of offense that uh, the Jayhawks were looking to play against Villanova, so it wasn't that big a deal. Uh, I think what you're going to see tonight is both teams want to get out in the open court and run, and uh, yep. you're going to see a lot of three-point attempts tonight. I, it would be hard for me to bet this game under the total, I can tell you that. 151.5, about the same total you had in the uh, Carolina-Duke game, and uh, I do lean over tonight. Um, also, in the last note on it, from a side total, whatever perspective, um, it is worth noting that Ken Palm has is projected as a six-point victory for Kansas, so Kansas mm-hmm. will probably be a popular play for those who uh, put stock into those numbers and follow them to a near-blind degree. So, yeah, I had a couple. I talked to a couple guys over the weekend who like Kansas a lot in the game. They told me, "Don't don't hedge. You don't have to hedge. Kansas is going to win the game." I said, okay, well, that's easy to say when it's, it's not of, your money on the line. Say, it's a lot of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> so if Carolina wins the game and I call you and say, uh, you, you want to pay for the ticket, right. what are you going to say? No, yeah, you're good. it's you're not going to happen. Well, I'm surprised. You know, Carolina, now, there really hasn't been a team better than Carolina from beginning to end in this tournament. No. And tonight's the end, so Kansas is going to have to be better tonight. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, I talked about it when they were taking on Duke. Like, you could talk about their draw, which I did, and how favorable it was. They took advantage of it, and here they are. And they have done a great mm-hmm. job, North Carolina. Now, you have a future ticket on Kansas. Uh, you have done great in terms of calling things from, from a distance out, right? Far away, you have called things. You had Kansas ticket. You had Duke. <laughs> you also had this tweet from, uh, what is this, February? From at Matt Humans 24-7. You ready for this? I would bet on the Lakers to miss the playoffs. 
from Matt Humans 24-7 on February 28th, 2021. No, February 28th. 2022. Uh, yes, and it looks like that is indeed going to be the case. The Lakers last night, uh, I guess in the afternoon for us out here, uh, lose to the Denver Nuggets in a, a good game and a fun game, 129-118. to Los Angeles goes down. They now fall behind the San Antonio Spurs for the 10th seed, Matt Eumanns. They are one and a half games. Actually, sorry, two full games back of the San Antonio Spurs who came back and beat the Portland Trailblazers mm-hmm. yesterday with about three games left to go in the regular season. It's getting tight for the Lakers here, and now LeBron's not healthy down the stretch. The Lakers 16 games below 500. The first time a LeBron team has been 16 games under in his career. That's from ESPN Stats and Info. How could this happen? Injuries, JBT, the always lame injury excuse. When you put together one of the oldest teams in the association, should you be surprised that injuries were the downfall? No, I would say no. no. I would say no. Okay. Uh, although they are all Hall of Famers. That's what I, uh, that's what I, I thought this was going to be a Hall of Fame team and that everything's going to be fine. They were going to win 65 games and cruise on their way to a title. But a very big blow for them. And like you said, it's kind of weird. I mean, I shouldn't say weird because you never want to speculate on a guy's health. Right. But if you are desperate to make these games and yet LeBron is not dressing. For some of these games, like, you know, not playing because of this ankle injury. Yes, sure, it's hampering him, and you got a good effort out of Russ Westbrook and Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, but this team's extremely flawed, man, and to the point where you've got Laker fans uh, screaming at Frank Vogel like it's all his fault. Oh, come on. Frank Vogel's a really good coach. It really doesn't have anything to do with Frank Vogel's coaching ability. It has a lot to do with how this team was put together. It's a flawed team from the start. We talked about it uh, in the fall. And uh, I just laugh every day I see these talk shows on ESPN or Fox where they're debating for the last uh, two months, you know, how how far can the Lakers go in the West? The Lakers have not looked like a playoff team for two months. Anyway, Anthony Davis, we got a clip of him talking about what's wrong with the Lakers uh, later in the show. Yep. uh, We'll come back, though. We get to Major League Baseball. Matt Viskers is going to be with us. We have some breaking news in the NFL as well. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Opening day and the opening round of the Masters are the same day, so that first week of April will be jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. We have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups from the Long Shots crew of uh, Brady, West and myself. Sign up today and get full access to v through the start of baseball season. The Masters and the NFL Draft here in Vegas later this month for only $19 at v slash spring. JVT asked me last week, who should we get on as guests? Uh, this week, and uh, I said, who would be your dream guest? Would it be Michael Jordan? So you said Matt Vaskersian. I mean, come on. As as an Angels super fan, so we're going to make dreams come true on the show today. I think he's with us now. Matt, uh, nice enough to give us some time uh, here on the edge. Matt, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, I'm good, guys. I I know that you could have done better, but I'm just I'm going to go with that narrative. No, 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 no. It no. makes is, me feel good. I've wanted it the whole time. So I'm going to read some numbers here, and you're going to know where I'm going with this. Five innings, two hits, seven strikeouts, and a walk. Noah Syndergaard seems to be back, Matt. So what are we thinking, like 200 innings, an ERA of like 1.5 in Cy Young? Um, maybe the latter two. Uh, 200 innings might be a reach for anybody the way the game is played and taught now, but... I mean, look, I, I'm, I don't think I'm just buying into the narrative or the company line here. I really think Noah Syndergaard is going to be great this year uh, for so many reasons. Fully healthy, and I know that's a delicate thing for any starter, especially one that's had injury trouble like Noah has. Um, but, you know, look, it's also a prove-it year for him. He got a one-year deal. And, you know, this guy, if you just go back and read the clippings from three or four years ago, was he was really the next great thing for the New York Mets. So I think he's got a lot to prove. Uh, and, you know, look, there's a matter of sustaining a career financially here. This is a huge year for him. Uh, he is a hugely important piece for an Angel staff that, with the exception of Michael Lorenzen, didn't do a lot around its starting group. They did beef up the bullpen, which is something we can discuss, which is something that I completely endorse and like. And a lot of the Angels' detractors in the winter point to the fact that it was only Lorenzen and Syndergaard that were added to a substandard staff. No Cobb, 
Uh, there's still some people that are out there. Why not Johnny Cueto, blah, blah, blah. Look, if the way the game is played now boils down to get through the first two at-bats, you know, two turns in, the, in an order with your starter, which equates to four-plus innings, and match up the rest of the way, then the Angels are in pretty good shape to do that with some of the people that they brought in to pitch out of the bullpen. I think they're going to be a lot better than last year, and Syndergaard leads the way. Yeah, JVT is an Angels super fan. He's been fired up about the moves made by the Angels, especially the bullpen that's beefed up, you talked about. And he's really tempted to bet the Angels win total over. This is a team that's been snake-bitten by injuries and all sorts of uh, unforeseen issues the past couple years. Hopefully the Angels can get uh, through a season like this without too many injuries. They look pretty good on paper. Let's look at the uh, division odds in the American League West, the Astros. Odds on favorites at minus 175. The Angels are four to one. Mariners nine to two. Rangers nineteen to one. And the A's thirty to one. We'll talk about the A's a little bit more in a minute. Uh, do you believe, Matt, that right now the Angels are the second best team to the Astros, or uh, should that be a little bit tighter? Do, do the Angels uh, present some value maybe there at four to one to win the West? You know, as much as they're better than they were last year, I, I really like what Seattle's done. And okay. I know uh, as a pretty loyal VEASAN guy that I'm, I'm not the only one that's appeared on the network with you guys that feels the same way, um, especially from a lineup standpoint. What they've done to add two big run producers in that deal with Cincinnati was, I mean, it's not to be underestimated. That was the only thing missing last year between Seattle qualifying for the postseason and not because they got the best bullpen, I think, the best bullpen, and maybe the most anonymous bullpen in the American League, as we talk about that once again, bullpen strength. Uh, so I have Seattle as probably the team that could run down the Astros, if anybody. And the Angels are going to surprise some people. But it really is, uh, Matt, it really is a three-team race. The Texas Rangers are still a year or two away. They've got to find more pitching someplace. And just you know, spending the kind of money they did on Seager and Simeon isn't going to fix everything. Mm. And Oakland is a flat-out punt. I mean, they should be, they should have pictures of Ray Guy on the back of the jersey. <laughs> that is a punt in Oakland this year. Let me ask you a quick question about the A's. Matt Vaskersen with us, MLB Network and uh, Angels play-by-play announcer. The A's had the highest payroll in baseball in 1991. It was 33 million that year. It's the very same number. This season, that's from uh, John Heyman. Uh, so, what's happening with the A's here? Do you do you have any uh, intel on? Are the A's hell bent on moving to Vegas? What's going to happen? Why are they stripping down the payroll like this? And how bad could they be? What do you think a realistic win total is for the A's? Well, I know that I think, and you guys know the numbers better than I do. I want to say that it opened at seventy-one and a half, and it's been bet down to sixty-nine and a half. Uh, I don't know where the floor is there, to be honest, because, look, it's, it's entirely a payroll issue here. If you took the payrolls of the A's, the Orioles, and the Pirates, there would be 20 teams in Major League Baseball that have spent more than those three teams combined on an opening day payroll, which is really kind of sad. And it's too bad that what was a good homegrown group has all been allowed to leave or been dealt away. But A's fans have seen this time and time again, right? They cycle up. They're competitive for a few years, but never good enough to win the whole thing, it seems. And then it cycles down because it's not sustainable. So the idea that Chapman and Olsen had to go, is that's just a paralyzing thought for A's fans. Um, and I, I just don't know how to predict where they're going to fall. You know, they did make some decent signings like, you know, Jed Lowry, Stephen Vogt coming back on small deals. They're going to help, but 
you know, in a very competitive American league, when they take on uh, the, the AL East, uh, it's, it's, it's just potentially going to get really hard for them. Matt Viscursion with us. So, Matt, you kind of touched on Houston briefly. Uh, is the gap between them, the Angels, and the Mariners, how, how wide is it still at this point? When you look at them, they're still a very good team, but I think it seems that they are the most vulnerable they have been in a while, right? I mean, you could say that based on, you know, not having Carlos Correa and the impact that we won't know until May or June. Um, if the kid Jeremy Pena can play, like maybe they don't need to go get a shortstop. But if he, but if they have a growing pain there, maybe they're shopping. Um, I also think that the injury to Lance McCullers is really troubling because he's a very important part of what they do from a starting staff. Yeah, they get Verlander back, and he looked really sharp in the spring. But imagine how complete they would have been with both of those guys in tow at the same time. By the way, Verlander's the number three starter on their opening day rotation. Um which doesn't speak to anything other than the fact that they're deep, and I think he's still building up. They're good. They're the, they're the cream of the crop, but you know maybe there is a vulnerability there that we haven't seen for a couple of years. So when looking around the division, I think one thing that kind of sticks out too, you know, youth. For the Angels, for example, they're going to go pretty young in the outfield. Uh, what do you make of just the young pieces that they have and that they're trusting? Because they got rid of Upton. They DFA'd him, uh, I think it was on Saturday, and they're going pretty young in their outfield, and they're hoping that some of these guys pan out for them. Yeah, I love what they're doing. I love, love, love those two young outfielders. Joe Adele took great leaps last year. And Brandon Marsh, for me, is already an elite defender. And if it hadn't been for Mike Trout and being Mike Trout, there's no chance anybody other than Brandon Marsh would have started in center field on opening day. I still think that you can make a case for their best defensive alignment being Marsh in center. But you know, Mike is still really good at that position, too, and that's where he wants to be. So Mike has earned the right to play where he wants, and Marshall will be in a corner until further notice. I, I am a little bit surprised by the move DFAing Upton, but, it you know, Artie Moreno has eaten money before. I mean, C.J. Wilson, uh, but we can keep going. Josh Hamilton, I mean, we can just keep going on yeah. some of these things, unfortunately, and he'll do it. And Albert's last year, that wasn't cheap. They want to win now because they know the Otani window is tight. It's it's essentially two years to either win with him now or prove to him that you're going to win in the long term and keep him there. So these are really important times for the Angels. Yeah. I was going to say, let's look at the bet MGM win totals in the uh, West. Astros 92.5, Angels 84.5, Mariners 84.5, <clears throat> excuse me, Rangers 74.5, and A's 69.5. That A's number actually before the trades Opened about 10 higher at a couple of spots, around 79 and a half. But it, it's crashed for obvious reasons. Uh, Matt, we got about a minute and a half left. Any of those win totals jump off the uh, page to you as something that you would play over or under? My goodness, 79 and a half, where I shop in faraway places. I, I, there's no chance I was going to find that. That's an unbelievable Yeah, that was only, up briefly. Uh, it was only up briefly before those trades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I think those lines are pretty sharp, and I don't, I don't feel very good about any of them. I mean, look, I was buying the Mets pretty hard until the Degrom news, and because we're so fickle in the way we evaluate all this stuff, and I'm, I'm into data, JBT, as much as you are in the NBA. Um, I'm starting to look for reasons why I, I'm going to like the Phillies even more, and I'm starting to really come around on the Phillies. I know I'm dodging your question, Matt. Um, but beyond that and, and playing Zach Wheeler to win every time he pitches a day game because there's a lot of data that supports <laughs> right. he being good in the daytime, 
I like Kevin Gosman going over his posted strikeout total at I think one ninety seven and a half. And uh, as far as the AL West, it's a it's a pass for me because the lines are too sharp. That Viscursion, Major League Baseball Network, and you can follow him on uh, Twitter. Or no, not on Twitter. Excuse me. You can listen to him and watch him, though, of course, on those Angels games throughout the regular season. Matt, good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Good talking to you guys. Thanks. By the way, we got news today, too. Uh, the Seattle Mariners making it official. Their youngster, Julio Rodriguez, is going to be part of the opening day roster, too. We'll be back. Big trade in the NFL to yep. talk about. is the edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup, the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. Like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring you home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's. Wendy's Breakfast, your best bet to start the day. Nice. You, I like that. You added that. I huh? added that. That's yeah, good. That's yeah. ad-libbing. That's smart. Uh, all right. Hey, really quick, before we get to Johnny Vella, who is uh, waiting for us here, we do have breaking news in the National Football League. We have a trade in the NFL draft. The Philadelphia Eagles have agreed to trade two of their 2022 first-round picks, number 16 and 19, to the Saints for the New Orleans 2022 first-round pick, number 18, uh, and a 2023 first-round pick. The okay. Eagles will also receive second-round pick, third-round pick, a seventh-round pick while sending a sixth over to the Saints. And, and it's important to note, after the trade, Eagles, remember, still picked twice in the first round. They also own the 15th pick in the first round. Okay, well, I'm writing all that down. I got a little bit confused. Okay. Just so know, the Saints now have how many first-round picks? Two, 16 okay. and 19. And the Eagles have two. Correct. Okay. The Eagles have two, and they added one for next year. So we'll see what the case is. I wonder if is. The, uh, the Saints are interested in drafting a quarterback. Anyway, let's get to tonight's Final Four. Okay. Johnny Avello is with us. Well, I thought we were going to spend the whole, uh, the whole last 30 minutes on the NFL draft. John's with us here. Uh, Johnny, it's good to talk to you. So uh, let us discuss the national championship game. Uh, first, uh, set the scene for everybody. What number did you guys open at? What was the early action for you here? Hey guys, good to good to speak to you. Yeah, we opened the game four, uh, 152 and a half, and we're currently at four, 151 and a half. Uh, the action is we're we're heavy on Kansas right now, but um, that's okay because Kansas is good for us in the future book. Uh, North Carolina is not as good now. It's not like North Carolina is like a humongous loss, but um, it is a loss. We did take uh, to add to that. Loss. We took a hundred thousand dollar bet at six to one uh, before the game started on Saturday. Uh, so we're in good shape on the game so far. I mean, there's a lot more action to come. Uh, so you know, who, who knows where we'll end up by game time? But that's where we are currently. Um, you know, this. I don't know if this game can become the handle that the Duke North Carolina game was. I mean, that was the biggest handle for a college basketball game ever for us. So I'm not sure this can get there. If it does, uh, sweet dreams for us. How did you make out on that game? Was uh, was can- was uh, Carolina drawing more action as a dog? Yeah, we did okay on that game. Um, they, you know, it turned the, the whole day turned out good. Both games uh, were, and it, it, you know, Matt, it was because of the volume. The volume allowed us to juiced out uh, the North Carolina-Kansas game, and the other game we actually did, you know, very well on. So 
Volume and laying a dollar ten sure helps. All right, Duke, a uh, four-point favorite went down in that game to uh, Carolina on Saturday night. Now, Carolina, a four-and-a-half-point dog at some spots, four, four-and-a-half. I think, what's the South Point got, four-and-a-half as we talk right now? I think they got, yep, four-and-a-half, total 151-and-a-half. Uh, Johnny, how high did Carolina get on the odds board for you? Because this was a team that was uh, really struggling into late January, early February, and Carolina got as high as 200-to-1 to win this thing at one point. How high was Carolina on the DraftKings odds board? They were around a 125, 150 range, Matt. I mean, you know, we we all know the name. We all know that uh, North Carolina's a basketball school, but just things things weren't looking good. Hey, and going into the tournament, an eight, eight seed, you still got a long way to climb. Uh, you know, you were you could have got 75 or so even before the tournament started. So it's uh, you know the price was still out there uh, just until now. I mean, everything has been a good price up until now. Yeah, no, no kidding. How, how do you uh, handicap tonight's game, John, from your perspective? Because uh, a lot of people have uh, brought up, well, the Tar Heels could be flat after winning such a huge game against the Blue Devils on uh, Saturday. I don't think a team shows up to a title game flat. And uh, JVT and I talked about a couple examples in the first uh, part of the, today's show. Do you think there's a chance the heels could be flat off the Duke win? And uh, what, what about Kansas? What do you see from that view? Because the Jayhawks really just played their A game. They shot the lights out against Villanova on Saturday. Uh, Kansas has seen to play their A game for a few games now. Uh, I don't think uh, North Carolina's worn out. The game did not go into overtime. Uh, these are kids. They play basketball every single day of their life. Uh, that was the kind of game you want to play to get ready for a game like this where it was close throughout. Um, if North Carolina is good enough, gets a few breaks tonight, uh, there's no reason why they couldn't win. Uh, but Kansas is a little bit more experienced and a little probably be better well-coached. I, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, we're, we're having a nice run here for a first-year coach, but, uh, you know, Kansas's coach has been around a long time. He uh, won the best to ever coach in the game. So, if there's any edge to the game at all, it's probably a little bit of coaching, a little bit of experience. That doesn't mean the dog can't win. Right. Uh, late start tonight, by the way, 6.20, excuse me, 9.20 p.m. Eastern time, yeah. 6.20 out here on the West Coast, which is probably going to irritate a lot of people on the East Coast, but we don't care. It's better for us out here. Move somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, I'm curious because you mentioned the handle for uh, North Carolina and Duke. What will a game tonight, if, like comparison-wise, do handle? Because, of course, we don't have any NBA tonight. Uh, you mentioned the time, human. So this is a pretty standalone event here for this contest. Is there an event you can compare it to, what you're expecting from a handle perspective? Uh, this, yeah, it's, uh, playoff football, yeah. uh, you know, that type of stuff, um, even, even surpasses that. Um, so, uh, you know, if this game could do, if this game could do 85 to 90% of what we did on the Duke game, I, that I'd be happy with that. If it did a hundred percent of that, that would be, that'd be a, make me ecstatic. But, uh, you know, the, the, I knew that Duke game was just going to be one of those type of games. And when we looked at the way the game went, the in-game wagering on it was also tremendous. So uh, it's going to be hard to rival that. But JVT, as you say, there's nothing else going on. Uh, so it's, you know, as Henry Ford would say, you can, you can buy this card in any color you want as long as it's black, you know, the Model T. So it's the only thing we have going. So, you know, who knows? Maybe our... 
Maybe our network is so strong that we we do get to those numbers. We'll see. All right. So Carolina Duke was a uh, betting monster on uh, Saturday. Let's go to the Super Bowl of golf betting, Johnny. You're talking about a football playoff game type of handle. The Masters this week. And uh, you're a golfer. You're a sharp golf capper and odds maker as well. Who do you like this week at Augusta? Well, I'll tell you who. I'll tell you two ways. I'll tell you who's getting some play. I'll tell you who I like. Who's getting some play right now on the, uh, you know, the notables are Cantlay, Thomas, and Zalatoris. Now Cantley is uh, sitting at around twenty-five to one. Thomas at fourteen has taken play all day today. I heard that you know he was some golf guru out there released him, so uh, that's one of the reasons for his play. He's still sitting at fourteen, and then Zalatoris. Uh, I think he's sitting in the 20 something or one range somewhere in there in there also Uh, the on the not so notables Tiger Woods is a huge loss for us. Some of that is because of the money that's been coming in on him for, you know, almost a year now. Uh, He's followed by Woodland, Kisner, Varner, the third and Finau. Those guys are all taking some money at some pretty good prices. Hey, Johnny, I'm going to jump in quickly. Tiger's going to be a big win for you, not a big loss. (laughs) So he he can't walk that course for four days on a leg that was shattered a year ago. I think he could show up and maybe play a couple decent rounds, but he's not going to win the tournament. By the way, DraftKings, you have the best price on Will Zalatoris out there that I see in the market at 35 to 1. 35. Right, Maddie. Who do you like? Uh, personally, I like uh, Shoffley a little bit. He's my short guy. He's uh, about 22 to 1. That I That's what I got him at. Uh, I like Corey Connors, and I like Sam Burns. Uh, those are the three guys I'm looking at, and two of those guys are got some decent prices on. All right, so you're not really picking anybody from that group of favorites. Uh, let's say the top 10 or so guys on the odds board, and Shoffley's kind of on the fringe of that. But Sam Burns... I think is an intriguing guy too. I, I can't seem to time Sam Sam Burns correctly, but he's at around fifty to one, Johnny, and that's an attractive price. JVT, you hit a winner in the Masters last year at fifty to one. That was Sadeki Matsuyama. My guy Mats, but he's got that neck injury that he's dealing with. So I don't know if I'll come back for seconds, but uh, I will be betting against Tiger. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the- guys, when you look at this, Matt, you say you know you know no favorites. I mean, when you look at the top twenty guys, I mean it's. I mean, it's just so hard to, and you know, there's some decent prices. Rory twenty, Kepka twenty, mm. Morikawa twenty, Dustin DJ sixteen. That these are all really good prices if you want to go short. But um, I don't want to go short here because the reason that the other guys are a little on pricier is because these guys are all in it and all short. So yeah. that's the reason to look for another guy. Um, can't I can't go short? Although this tournament kind of plays. You know, guys for the course type of thing. I'm still, I'm still going out outside looking for somebody else. Yeah, horse for the course handicapping here this week. Two guys who've made major moves up on the odds board from north of 30 to one to the teens. Scotty Scheffler and Cameron Smith. Uh, right now, there's the DraftKings odds board. You can see it up there on the screen. Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Johnny, thanks. We'll catch up with you again soon. All right, thank you guys. See you, John. All right, we'll come back. I'll wrap up as we always do with best bets and more. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Best bets brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. You tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters, Z-Y-N. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They're available in 10 varieties, like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. So head on over to zen.com slash find, locate a store near you, and Find your Zin. ZYN.com slash find warning, but it contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right. We do the usual here, wrapping it up with best bets. A recap from Friday. Uh, the one play was a bad number. We talk about this all the time, Matt, right? I brought it up to you on Friday. 
they thought the market understood that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to play, and they officially get announced. It goes to about Lakers minus one, one and a half, depending on where you shop. Laid a bad number with the Pelicans minus one and a half. They still end up winning by three against the Los Angeles Lakers on Friday night. Yeah. So We got more to talk about with the Lakers uh, to finish the show today. Yes, yes, we do. We'll get to Anthony Davis momentarily in the Lakers' struggles. But win there, and tonight... Nothing. No NBA tonight. Making way for uh, college basketball. Now, uh, it did have Kansas Villanova under 133. We know that went well over. And uh, I'm in the same boat as you. Kansas at 14-1 to to win the national title. So you've got a better number, two better numbers. Uh, but I will be handling it the same way. I took Kansas, or excuse me, UNC plus four and a half uh, because I just want to see if I can hit a middle there. And if not, get something mm-hmm. back. But regardless, same thing. Yeah, Saturday was uh, <clears throat> a bittersweet day for me in the Final Four. Obviously did not handicap uh, the game's correctly I still I still can't believe Kansas shot the way it did especially from three against Villanova and the Wildcats had no chance to slow the tempo if you look at the number of possessions in that game it probably should have been an under but it went over and that's a loss and uh, Duke on the money line against Carolina was a loss but like I say bittersweet because I've never been happier to lose a bet Uh, that bet or the Duke futures to see coach K go out the way he did uh, that's going to bother him uh, for a long time. And that's the worst. That's a nightmare scenario for Coach K and Duke. Yes. To lose the Cameron Indoor finale to Carolina when you're a double-digit favorite to lose by double digits. I think you'd rather lose to Mercer again. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> or Stephen F. Austin <laughs> right. or somebody like that. Uh, and then for the first ever meeting between the teams to be in the Final Four, it was Coach K's last game, and you lose to uh, you lose to Carolina. That's crushing. Anyway. Uh, lost that as well, but we got Kansas Futures live tonight at 18 to 1 and 20 to 1. And also, uh, I played Carolina plus four and a half, but that's strictly a business decision uh, based on the Futures bet. So hopefully, Kansas wins a close game tonight. Eileen, favorite and over, but um, I did not play anything but the, uh, the middle shot on Carolina plus four and a half. The Masters, best bets, and you have to do a lot of shopping if you're going to bet golf this week. DraftKings, oh, yeah. I think, has the best number in the market on Will Zalatoris. Currently, Circus Sports is going to offer you the most uh, value if you're playing the futures board at this point. Jeff Davis does a great job adjusting the numbers on uh, almost an hourly basis. Uh, he's keeping that hold tight over at Circa. Jeff uh, Sherman at the Westgate does an uh, excellent job as well. Those are the main three places. Uh, I bet golf, and sometimes I can find a good number out here at the South Point as well. But Dustin Johnson at 18-1, to 1, Brooks Kepka at 20. I bet Will Zalatoris at 40 at the end of January. Cameron Smith, 41 to 1. I bet in early January when uh, he was winning in Maui. Cameron Smith now around 15 to 1. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, 87 to 1. Seamus Power, 125. Cameron Young, 425 to 1. And Cameron Champ, 500 to 1. So three triple digit bombs. I actually added a couple players last night to JVT you and I talked about yep. uh, during the break. We'll break down the Masters in depth a little bit more on uh, tomorrow's show, but this is mostly a basketball show today. Yes, can't wait, though. Yeah, and I'll have uh, everything that I've been to. We were throwing around some of the similar names that we were discussing. And to your point, too, uh, just to give them even more kudos because they deserve them, um, a lot of you psychopaths out there are going to be looking to bet Tiger Woods, and you're going to get him about 40-1 to 1 at most Come shots, 30-1. Stop. Stop. Uh, well, 
if you're going to go down that path, he's seventy-five to one to start again. So again. he was well, he's ninety to one last night, yeah, and right. he was eighty to one at the Westgate Superbook. But um, I would agree, there was a lot of positivity around Tiger. Like it's not a guy who's coming off of two major leg injuries who has to walk this course for four days. I wrote a column about this. It's going to be in the Vsin Masters Betting Guide, which is going to be out today. Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon contributed to that as well. I wrote a lot about Tiger and his uh, comeback to Augusta. If you want more Masters insights, check out VSIN's Long Shots podcast on Tuesday. Nice. Brady, West, myself have a breakdown of every golfer in the field. Best bets, matchups. It's in the Masters betting guide. And Scott Van Pelt joins us on Long Shots this nice. week from ESPN. Uh, download the Long Shots podcast at vcin.com slash podcast. And catch up on every other VSIN show as well. So Masters Best Bet. So when you talk about one thing I wrote about JVT just briefly, because sometimes it's you don't want to bog people down with explaining this too much, but how many players are too many to bet on the futures board? And I think it depends uh, how much you're betting and how many long shots you bet. If you look at the long shots I bet there, I got three of them at triple-digit odds. Uh, those are basically, I bet, one-fifth of a unit on guys like that. Power, young, champ, guys who are in triple digits. Those aren't full unit bets. So basically, mm-hmm. one-fifth of a unit. So if you look at those eight players I posted right there, I probably got almost four units bet on those guys on the futures board. DJ, Kepka, total, right? Willie Z, yeah. Cameron Smith, Neiman, Power, Young, and Champ, a total of four units. Actually, a little bit less than four units on eight players. And I'll even bet a couple more. So it's not like you are you have a ridiculous amount of exposure because people see these long lists and think, wow, that's irresponsible to bet that many players. But it's really not because if yeah. you think about the odds value, you're getting on – I've got the best number on all eight of these guys. And the the, uh, the, the larger <coughs> wagers for golf bettors will be on matchups, things like that, correct? For the most part. Yeah. And, by the way, Jeff Sherman at the Westgate Superbook is going to put up tw- – how about this? 200 matchups. two-way props. Nice. 200 two-way props. Yeah. That's uh, separate from matchups. Yeah. So he's going to – this is a Super Bowl of golf betting with all the matchups and props that will be up on the board today or uh, by tomorrow morning. Ah, this is great. Great week. Baseball starts Thursday, so Masters first round. Last week of the regular season in the NBA. A lot going on, huh? A yeah. lot going on. A lot going on. All right, so what do you want to go to here? Let's talk Lakers because right. there's so much debate. What's the t- what's the t- on all the talk shows about the, the, the are the Lakers a playoff? Well, I'm talking about for the last six to eight. Are weeks. we going to debate with that Lakers, Lakers a playoff team? How far can they go in the playoffs? I've never thought they were going to do squat in the playoffs if they even get there. Like I said in February, they're not going to be a playoff team. JVT right now, I think ESPN's BPI projects the Lakers have a 41 percent chance to make the play-in tournament. That seems high. We talked about. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about the Lakers being 16 games under 500. That's the worst uh, record for any LeBron team throughout his career. Mm-hmm. What do you think the play-in scenario, what, what's the playoff picture going to look like in the Western Conference? Well, I think, I think it is exactly as it looks like right now. I think it's going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are treating it weird, though, because uh, they did sit a couple of guys against Portland. Now it is Portland, so maybe they thought, ah, free pass, let's sit some guys and mm-hmm. we can still win this game, which is ultimately what happened. But, look, yeah, the Lakers have four games left. They are two games back. It is not the biggest hill to climb. Right. But when you're talking about the opposition that they have to face, one of those teams being the Suns and what, like, 
I just find it hard. You don't have any room for error anyway whatsoever, and they have been committing many errors, including yesterday. It's a one-possession game back and forth the entire way. Double-digit lead change in that game, and then the fourth quarter they fall apart. The Nuggets are picking on Avery Bradley. They can't do anything defensively in the last six minutes, and they end up losing that game. Right. So I think it's just too much, too much and too little time. Let's hear from uh, Anthony Davis because um, injuries are going to be the excuse for the Lakers when uh, they talk about why this season has gone south. Thing that I think about personally is what we could have been. You know, if we stay healthy all year. What could we have been? Um, you know, of course you want to. You got to figure out. You know, the kinks early on. But you know, after it takes that 10, 12, 15, whatever amount of games to figure it out, you know, you get close to all-star after all-star and you're rolling you kind of feel like okay what what could have we have been if I was healthy all year Brian was healthy you know um K9 is healthy like you think about those things you know we put this team together um look really good on paper but we haven't had a chance to reach that potential with guys being you know in and out of the lineup so um so the most frustrating part about you know this season is just not not being sure of what we could have been yeah, he mentions uh, K. Nunn, Kendrick Nunn, who uh, the team signed to the offseason and actually did not play a single game. He will not play a single game for them this year. So, <laughs> yeah, That's really uh, where the season went south. Oh, well, you yeah. should see, uh, like, Austin Reeves was how, trending how many... on Twitter yesterday because people were like, Vogel, why aren't they playing him? Oh, come like, on. It's like Austin Reeves is going to make the difference between you and <laughs> Anthony Davis yesterday. said the whole world wants to see us lose, to be honest. Do you think that's correct? The whole world wants to see the I think there are a lot of Lakers fans out there that want to see them win. Uh, yeah, but I think that there's uh, quite a few basketball fans who dislike the Lakers franchise or LeBron that would, I think, enjoy this very much. I think we've enjoyed it to a certain extent. I'm a Clippers fan. I've enjoyed it. I think everybody enjoys a, a train wreck. Yeah. Right? Especially when it's a high-profile train right. wreck, right? right? If the Yankees have a disastrous season, the Lakers, whatever it may be. By the way, Russell Westbrook played 77 games this year, so he had one superstar on the floor. Uh, all right, we're all done. My Guys in the Desert coming up next. You missed out on any part of this show or your favorite shows, vcin.com slash podcast. Good show tomorrow. A lot of Masters conversations to be had. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years. Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.